Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP podcast. It's just a two-man show for this week. Stan C and Raf Camus without Ro Moran because he is feeling under the weather. And you know, we, we don't really have sick leaves on the show. We don't, but we and do you value don't have sick leaves yeah. at work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, in the interest of maintaining everyone's health. Uh, we do encourage that if you are feeling a bit under the weather, you take a day off. It's fine, right? It, every it, now and then. Yeah, every now and then. It's, it, uh, we don't discourage you uh, putting yourself on the sidelines, taking a seat on the bench just because of health. Always, you know, Health always comes first. Health is wealth. Right, right. And I think it's appropriate that we open with that because the NBA season literally opened with an injury. To your beloved Celtic star <laughs> recruit. Gordon Star Hayward. recruit, because he's not performing. Well, he perform, eh? well he, yeah, he played just five minutes and change. And um, okay, I didn't see it as it happened. I saw the replays like minutes after because I was brushing my teeth. I I just gotten home from work and I, I just brushed my teeth, washed my face, try to wake myself up so I could watch the game. The, in the whole game, yeah. Right, right, right. And I picked the moment where Gordon Hayward collided in midair with LeBron James. <sighs> so I, I come out of the bathroom oh, and I'm going back to the room with the TV, right? Yeah. And then I just see that the game had stopped and there was murmuring. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And everyone is huddled around Gordon Hayward. I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then that's when it hit me, fuck, this is a bad injury. And, and I, I still couldn't believe it for myself when I was watching on TV, so I had to yeah. go on Twitter. And then when you check Twitter, it's so much worse. <laughs> yeah, because that's where the screenshots were posted. Oh, uh, you see that very see graphic the, image. Oh, I, and I, I don't want to... Like... No, no, let's not go there. That's, <laughs> okay. that's completely unnecessary. Mm. All you have to know is that Gordon Hayward suffered a fractured tibia and a dislocated ankle. And an injury like that takes a, uh, somewhere between six months to a year to heal. That means he's pretty much out for most, if not all, of the 2017-18 season. But it is not career-ending. Yan lang yan. Yeah, I guess that's the bright side. But, you know, uh, for, for Celtics fans everywhere, we just saw our hopes for this season evaporate in a flash. And, okay, that's, that's me being selfish as a fan, but yeah. really our, our thoughts, our prayers, our hearts go out to Gordon Hayward because you, you have to imagine how excited he must have been. New team. Uh, back with his old coach from, from Butler, yeah. Brad Stevens. And then you got less than six minutes into the first quarter. He goes down with an injury like this. Um, it really reminds me of Julius Randle when he like, got injured two years that? ago. Two years ago, yeah. His, his first game. Or when it, Paul George had that injury at the Team USA oh, scrimmage in no, 2014. That, that one's traumatic. That one's traumatic. But given how Paul George has recovered, oh, he's yeah. now back to an all-star caliber player, oh, it yeah. kind of gives me hope. And I hope Gordon Hayward does come back and uh, you know come back to that level where he's an elite player. Yeah. And he can contribute. I mean, his spot on that Celtics team is still going to be there when he gets back. 
there is no more wiggle room for the Celtics to add one more superstar. Pala na, eh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ito na yan, ito na yan. This is your roster for like the next two, three years. Right, and it, it's kind of weird because the other wings in the rotation are all young guys. Marcus Smart is 23. Uh, Jason Tatum's 19. Jalen Brown is 20. Terry Rozier is 20. So, so all of these guys are going to have to be shuffled in the wing rotation. And you think to yourself, like, I'm 27, right? And yeah. if I was on that team and something like that happened, I would lose my shit. So these guys are going to have to grow up way, way faster to fill in the shoes of Gordon Hayward. Yeah, and I don't think it's an impossible task, but then it's just... The style that they were playing in the preseason was nice to watch. And you think, well, maybe it they adjust, maybe they make things happen. But end of the day, um, high upside for these younger guys. I hope. I just want to see what they will do with this, yeah. this new opportunity. I'm, 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 more I'm, hopeful for your, I'm, I'm hopeful for your Celtics. And, you know, you're not the only guy who just lost the franchise guy this week. Yeah. I lost Aaron Rodgers this week for my Green Bay Packers. Oh, no, I thought you were going to make fun of the Chicago Bulls. Oh, no, 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 no. Fuck, fuck that situation. <laughs> no, cause, cause I, feel, I feel bad for those guys. No, I, no, no, I, I think it's pretty funny because Nikola Mirotic and Bobby Portis got into a physical altercation this morning, Manila time. And it, it ended <laughs> up with Mirotic getting knocked the fuck out. His jaw is dislocated. Right, right. So Fucking shit. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happened. We don't know the details, but all we have to Close say is... Door shit. Why did you have to fuck with a 6 foot 10, 250 pound guy from Arkansas? Who wants to fuck with everyone, right? He was, he was banging pretty hard last year. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, just, I just find it really funny. But one last note, going back to the Celtics really quickly before we move <laughs> on to, uh, to, to pro wrestling, Absolute which is what this wrestling. podcast is actually about. Um, this is one of those instances where I'm finally regretting Jay Crowder being part of the Kyrie Irving trade. Yeah, because we really could have used Crowder now. No, not not just man. It's like he was he is very underrated. No, I, I'm not sure if you saw the game, but if you saw the game, LeBron was fresher than ever because Crowder was taking all the heat on defense. Mm. So when Crowder absorbs the, the biggest load defensively, that frees LeBron up to do the amazing things he was doing on offense earlier. Because all I saw was the stat lines. Because oh, I have LeBron both those guys in our league. Dude, LeBron oh. was amazing today. Like He was just spinning around and losing Marcus Smart and just overpowering everybody. It was, it was nuts. And you know, uh, it goes back to Jay Crowder just absorbing all the, all the effort and the workload. So, and, But this is, this is small sample size. Yeah, yeah it's, small one game. Sample it's one game. Size. It's one game. Uh, yeah, but as a Celtics game, fan, uh, it's, it's going to be a very long season. As and a, I mean that in a very bad way. I was going to say, on a positive note... Since it's such a long season and small sample size, Golden State Warriors not so bad. First game, bottom of the division. I don't mind. Yeah, because it's been it, it, uh, there's only been one game in the conference. <laughs> exactly. So, no, but Ro, Romeo Moran tweeted this to me right before we went on air, so I saw it, and then he's like, Western Conference bottom seed, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, but every other team's <laughs> gonna play again in a few hours. Uh, by the time you hear this, every other team will have played, so it doesn't really matter at this point. True. So, whatever. True. Anyway, let's, let's talk about actual wrestling because we do have some stuff we have to address. So let's start off with one of the bits that we mentioned last week, and that was Neville apparently having walked out on Raw. And then after we record the, uh, recorded and released the podcast, the we reports came out. in Nah, he was actually not booked last week. Yeah, and he wasn't there at all. Right. He wasn't on Raw this week, though. And I haven't seen this week's episode of two, uh, 205, 205 Live, Live but from, from uh, what I know from Raw... Uh, there still isn't any Nothing. updates on Neville, which no, is kind of weird. It's and it's not. I think they could have handled this a little better, just by you know addressing the situation 
telling people at the at the very least he's still under contract and he has something to do. But no, the, the the thing about the Neville situation is mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet reports mm. that he's also been asking for his release. Mm. So that part is true. Um, the part about him walking out, not necessarily. So the situation still holds. Right. If, if there is a situation where Neville is actively asking for his release, then I don't think that's something WWE can address. You, you, you get I, I, I mean? get that. I get so that. So that probably explains why we haven't seen nor heard from Neville in the last couple of weeks. Um, speaking of people not being seen on Raw, Nia Jax was noticeably absent as well. And there are rumors that she too did walk out, but now given how the rumor about Neville was proved to be fake news, yes. how sure are we that Nia Jax actually walked out? So we don't know what her situation is. At all. Because right. there's nothing. There's nothing on social. There's nothing... You know, it's all rumors. And it's just her absence is news. Yeah. I hope that she's just taking personal time off yeah. and that it's allowed because people do need their personal time off. Yeah. But um, for, uh, issues with Nia Jax aside... I think it was pretty refreshing not seeing her actually, because there was a yeah. matchup where yeah you had yeah. Uh, Mickey, Mickey and Bailey going up against Alexa and Emma, yeah. right? And then you had Sasha and Alicia doing their thing. Yeah. So this is a situation where Nia Jax is nowhere near the title picture, and she's nowhere near a prominent storyline as well. So in a way, it kind of gives her a soft reset to take a turn that you used last week. This yeah. is a, you know a, yeah. a, a soft little reset where she can come back. And be inserted into whatever storyline, and it doesn't feel too forced. It doesn't feel uh, inorganic. Yeah, inorganic. Because it no walas In a way, she kind of comes out from from nowhere again, right? Which is her thing now. No, 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 no. I, I wouldn't say that. No, but it's happened twice. No, again, Once. I wouldn't say that either. I wouldn't say that Once. either. It's just that. Yeah, I think I've gotten tired of Nia Jax to the point, to the point that, that I'd like to see her in a different situation. So her being off TV for a week or two. I think will do her well. Alright. Fair. The thing about with Nia Jax is that she's never been... We know that she's never been in the, the same league as this current crop of women. She's the weak link. I, yeah, would, okay. I would say that. I would sure, say that. but I also think that she fills a very good role that not... That, that just can't be filled by anyone. That is oh, the female hoss. Yes. Right? Because outside of Tamina, she's the female hoss. Right, right. She's 272 pounds. They actually build, announce her build weight. Mm-hmm. So I, I like having her around. I like her presence. It's just that it's been great because the way that Raw's booked their women's division is Uh-oh. they just cycle the women through the same storyline. Para next woman up. Uh-oh. Right? And so, then you challenge for the belt this time. Exactly. We switch exactly. the belt up. So I kind of uh, feel that it would do the women's division well if they actually. Move the title out of Alexa, and and gave it to someone else. But given the trajectory that Asuka is going, I don't think that's bound to happen. Which is kind of sad because it means now we're gonna have an Alexa Asuka collision course, and I kind of don't want that yet. Yeah, I kind of don't want that yet. I would rather that someone like Mickey or Sasha again or or Bailey get built up to the point that they're they're a credible champion. Have Alexa win it back, or have have Nia Jax win it. And then have Asuka take Nia down at, say, WrestleMania. Uh, fantasy booking aside, it, it's... I don't think it's Nia Jax's to lose at WrestleMania if they're going to give Asuka that moment. But I do think Asuka at WrestleMania is the asterisk plan right now. I would love it for, I would, I would I would love for it to be Nia Jax. 
Because she would be the perfect heel to go up against Asuka. Like, you have the huge hoss that nobody can really take down or can only really take down in a perfect in a storm of circumstances uh, or in a group. Which, which they have built her up to be over the past month? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, exactly. And then you have Asuka who is just a plain-ass ass-kicker. So, and, she's, and, and the thing is, she has cycled through the division. Right. Most of these, most of these girls, I think. I think she went yeah, no, through no, Nia Jackson NXT. She went through Nia. She did go through Nia. Actually, but I wouldn't mind seeing one? that on the main roster again. Oh, again, Asuka has gone through a different, uh, a, a different set of storylines over the last year. Yes. And she was on NXT. So, it, um, like uh, with with you, for example, you didn't mm-hmm. remember off the bat that she and uh, Asuka Jax. and uh, Asuka and Nia Jax had their own yeah. little feud. And it was short. Yeah, it was short. But it was because Nia Jax got called out. Exactly. Right. 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 So, so there. Um, anything else on Nia Jax or on the women's division before we move on? Um, no, not much. I mean, the only thing with uh, Alicia Fox not getting the shirt and that's her deal now. The bad eh. ten years—it's—it's it's, it's a small thing. But then I also realized, yeah, she's never had a shirt in ten years. But she has won the Divas Championship. Exactly. So you, you know, at, at least she's been champion. Yeah, and you don't have that much to be mad about, Diva. Right? <laughs> Obviously, it's a storyline, Camus. What the fuck? No, 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 it's just, it's just they could have gone a little deeper with it. Shut up, Camus. Anyway, you get that one. Let's uh, talk about the shield. Because mm. we're, we're still on Raw, <clears throat> and we are going to get oh to TLC God. predictions in a bit, anyway. But we have to talk about the shield and how they they pretty much doubled down on the shield reunion as of this week's Raw. They're back in their Kevlar attire. Everyone's in the Kevlar. Everyone's doing the. The entrance. Yeah, they did the entrance at the top of the show. They did use Roman's theme though. That wasn't the, that OG wasn't the original, original shield. But it had the like, Sierra Hotel in the hook. Yep. Which which is always great. I'll always pop for that. I think the big question heading to TLC surrounding the shield is was this all too forced? And was yep. this all happening too fast? Yeah. I will say yes to both because the thing is, if you gave this I'd say another month, another month to stew. Without necessarily booking them as fast and as you know, it it's not just rushed there. It's not just rushed at this point. There, it's getting a little sloppy, and that comes into play at the end of the show. Na parang, I feel that the Shield could have used a little bit more time to settle their issues. Because, you come in, you come in. Oh, we're buddy buddy again. We all facing adversity. We're all gonna be in this together. But then you ignore all of this bad blood that still is unsettled and still could bubble under the surface, right? I think that's a very great point. Because Roman did have his issues with Seth. Yes. Even though Seth's biggest issues were were with, with Dean, Dean, which oh. I addressed last week. Yes. I'm going to have to contradict myself here. I don't think the transitive property necessarily applies. Now I'm good with you. Now, no, now just because Dean is okay with you, me being okay with Dean, I'm okay with you, Naren. Yeah. Right? Because Roman is still a different person. Yes. And Roman did have a whole year where he was totally out of the Seth and Dean story. Yes. He was focused on the Universal Championship, Championship, focused on Braun Strowman, focused uh, on Brock Lesnar, on Samoa Joe, all of these other opponents. And yet, you have this opportunity where Roman was being beaten down by the same guy who beat down Dean and Seth, and immediately, they Roman. If, if you were in that situation where you had this long-ass feud... Mm-mm. With somebody who was your friend, Mm-mm. would you immediately a- uh, accept their help the first chance you get, oh. without questioning their motives, without questioning what they want out of it? Because Dean did have that long stretch with Seth, yeah, before they finally before they f- won the titles yeah. at SummerSlam. So I appreciated that. 
But the fact that they didn't have that with Roman, feeling ko dun sila nagkulang eh. Oh, and it's something that you can't retcon. Eh. It's not something that they can retcon, but it is something that I think they need to address as soon as this whole fourth five man five one three match is over and done with. There, I'm glad that you mentioned that too because that's pretty much how they're trying to build adversity towards the Shield. Because when they first built up the Shield's match at TLC, it was originally Miz and Shay Sorrow against the Shield. Yeah. So in a 3-on-3 three, three setup yeah. like that, it's pretty obvious the Shield's gonna win, right? Yep. So to kind of uh, plant seeds of doubt in your mind, they put in Braun Strowman. Who isn't doing much anyway. And then they put in Kane, who's returning from out of nowhere for whatever for reason. For campaigning! <laughs> we, we don't even know why he's back in kayfabe. Like, uh, and, and this is something that Ro and I always pick on whenever yeah. Raw does this. Now they're leaving us to connect the dots on our own. Now, why is Kane here? Why is he attacking Roman Reigns? Is what it is because, he doing? Is it because he's trying to avenge the Undertaker's retirement at Roman Reigns' hands at WrestleMania? Which he hasn't said yet. Exactly. So we, we don't know why, right? Um Was it because Miz paid him off and his corporate side told him to unleash the, the demon again and let him loose? We, we don't, don't know. know. It's kind of annoying and it's frankly frustrating because they didn't uh, give this enough time to breathe. Yes. That said, is it a good idea to have all these guys just ganging up on the shield to to make them look like baby faces at this point? I think it's not a terrible idea. You know, in in theory, in theory, it is not a terrible idea. It's just the wrong guys. Why is it yeah, the wrong yeah, guy, no. though? Because I, I like the Strowman pick, honestly. No, if, Strowman... if we're stuck with the three-on-four, I'm glad Strowman's there. Yeah, that's fine. But when it was three-on-four, but Strowman counts for two, in your head, yeah, okay, Strowman yeah. counts for two. Yeah, yeah. That's perfectly acceptable. He's the one who shifts, who shifts the scales in their favor and makes it, okay, well, we can book it this way. Kane is either father in this or he has to be... All kinds of supernatural for this. I don't think he's gonna be father because you don't bring Kane back, especially some uh, a legend like him. At this point, we can call him a living legend. True. You can't bring him back just to make him father. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me masay sayang sa right. The thing about uh, having a situation like this is that I like how fine it pa- it it paints them as going through through adversity, going through doubt, yeah. and it doesn't make the Shield win at, at TLC a foregone conclusion. Mm-mm. Uh, what I don't like is that they're doing this in place of the story that they were supposed to tell. That being, Roman trying to resolve his issues with Dean and Seth. Mm, so it's more of they're taking the easy way out instead of deepening the character. Yes. And resolving those issues to get to the point that, ah, no, now I know what, what it is. It's more of they fast-forwarded past that resolution I wouldn't say that they fast forwarded. You were actually on the right track earlier. Now instead yeah. of going the hardworking way where they fleshed out the backstory and made sure that the reunion made sense, they instead took the low hanging fruit of just piling on, you uh, stacking the deck against the shield, such that you have no choice but to root for them. Because panginakawawa ka naman kung di may kaaway mo, and two of them are monsters. They, ah, wala na silang oras, no. I was gonna say because if they no, had TLCs on Monday. on Monday, that's why. If they had one more episode. If they had one more episode just to plant the seeds of doubt within Roman, then I'd buy into this completely. No, I, I think it should have gone for another couple of weeks at least. I don't think one extra week would have immediately solved the problem. Well, they didn't immediately solve, but at least put those pieces into play. 
I guess, but again, uh, there's nothing we can do at this juncture, right? Uh, I was having lunch with my dad, and I was watching uh, Raw. Now, this was yesterday. Okay. So I was, I was having lunch with him, and he was asking me, oh, the Shield are back. And uh, <laughs> and he asked me, is this going to be an extended run? And I'm like, you know we what? I think know. so. We don't know, but probably. Because uh-huh. I don't think this is going to be a one-off after TLC. I know. Because the universal title picture is going to be Brock Jinder, I guess. Because they're following Jinder's challenge at, uh, on SmackDown Live. We hope. <laughs> so, But we're getting ahead of ourselves. With that in play, um, I, I'm guessing that The Shield will be part of a Survivor Series team. Um, yeah, I, that, that has to happen. Right, because these five guys, they're probably going to be Team Miz already yeah. at Survivor Series. And they're just gonna, they're unless just gonna unless they give Strowman something to do and then they insert Axel. I can, I can live with nah, that. No, I can live with not, that. That's not happening, Congress. <laughs> So what Survivor makes this sad? <laughs> yes. What makes this sad is that they set the bar really high for Survivor Series last year with they a brand did. warfare. They did. When they were only three months into the brand extension. Mm-mm. And now that you've had an entire year and change of the brand split, plus a superstar shakeup that took place post WrestleMania, it would have been the perfect time to have a SmackDown versus Raw 5 on 5 again. Mm. So if. if, if I, I hope I'm not predicting it correctly now. It's going to be The Shield and two other guys versus Team Miz. I hope that doesn't happen because okay. I would much rather see Team Raw and Team SmackDown again. Because that they could will, have, or they could have both, but a very diluted version of both. Yeah, you you caveat, right? Yeah. Like remember how, how last year Survivor Series the elimination tag match got pretty diluted because he had a ten ta- man tag elimination match. Yeah, the, and then women's, the, the women's elimination tag match, and then the men's one. Parang, and I mean, the men's one was the worst. <laughs> No, the no, no, wait, sorry, 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 wait, wait, wait. The women's one, the women's was, the one was the worst. Yeah, so, diba, parang uh-huh. nakakaumay siya, kahit na sabihin mo na they saved the best for last and they gave you one hour ah, of yes, really compelling yes. storytelling through an elimination tag, nakakaumay pa rin siya. Oh. Which, for some reason, Raw Creative actually learned their lesson from and they didn't end up booking tables matches and chairs matches and ladders matches. Or stairs matches. In TL- yeah, or a stairs match Sorry, that's still the worst. TLC. Still the worst. Again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but, but uh, yeah. back to the point that they're probably learning their lesson, and I hope that they book uh, the next month well so that we get a good Survivor Series pay per view, one that actually is worth setting up a viewing party for. Yeah. Because we haven't yeah, had because, one. Well, we haven't had one since 2014. For Survivor Series? No, I mean, uh, a, a really good one, uh, viewing party worthy. Uh, even though we didn't yes, have one. Yes. Right? When, when, when correct, Team correct. Authority went up against Team, Team Cena, Cena, I would, I would yeah. argue that that was viewing party worthy. Mm, especially mm. given the Sting appearance at the end. Yes. Right? So it just would have been... As confusing as it was. As confusing as it was, it just would have been perfect. Oh, yeah. Right? Anything else on the Shield thing, uh, on the Shield reunion that you want to bring up before we get to SmackDown this week? I like the shirts. Which, I like the new shirts. shirts. The, shield the new shirts? Shield shirts. Yeah, they're okay. I mean, I, I will always hate the Roman Reigns logo. There's nothing I can do about that. It's just, a spider. It's very bad. <laughs> it's very bad. So. It's incredibly bad. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, SmackDown. There are two things that we got to address on SmackDown this week. First we, we, is... We talked about Jinder already. Yes. The first is the fact that Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura are kind of in a rut right now. Oh, yeah. They're in a rut in the sense that they're just running in place... We have no idea what their story is aside from, hey, these are the top two baby faces. We have two heels who need an opponent. Let's send them there. Face them. End of story. Not compelling. Not at all. Not compelling. They're, they're, being, they're getting the top guy treatment that I think they, they do deserve in a man. But No, let me stop you right there. Yeah. They're not getting the top guy treatment. They're getting the Undertaker treatment. 
Remember how oh. Teddy Long was a GM? And, and then it's like, every time it's like, you got a one-on-one match with the Undertaker. Exactly. Exactly. Now it's, you're, you're in a tag team match with Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. I, I mean, I want to see where it goes because if no, one I don't. Other, no, if one if one of them turns on the other, you have a story there. Accomplished. Sure, you have but a story until there. it happens, mato. I guess to an extent, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't agree completely, but to an extent, yes. So, um, Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura obviously had to team up because of uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which leads us to Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn just being the smarmiest heel right Ooh. now, and I love it. The opening promo. Is quite possibly the one of the better promos of the year, Dinman promo of the year candidate, but one of the better ones of the year. I would say it was Sammy's best promo. Full stop. Mm, on the main roster, yes. Yeah, okay. On the main yeah, roster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he did have a very good promo on NXT, NXT right? Yes. Uh, during the Neville couple, feud and yes, uh, the Kevin Owens yes. feud. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And a couple good ones there, but this is this is Sammy, you know, showing that side of him. And at the same time, he's he he pulled in a lot of indie cred kanina eh, on on this episode of SmackDown. What do you mean by indie cred? What, what, he, he referenced what a lot of things that you know, guys like me who have followed who have followed him, who followed him being Daniel him Bryan, being, no, being Brian Danielson, and Sammy being El Generico. You just looked at it and you're like, oh man, no, because they they had history. The two had history. And then when you watch the two in, in the ring, and knowing that you never got the two of them in WWE, nasasayangan ka. And that's that's just that's this is my layer. This is the the deep secondary layer to it. And that's you uh, coming from the perspective that you actually watch these guys in the indies because yes. I I never got you never to. got to I I, ne- I never got to and it uh, it's still cut to the core because I like how Sami Zayn is an asshole on the mic. Yes, and he's an asshole when he moves. But when you look at it, really, it's not like he changed much. Yes, it's it's subtle. It's so subtle. No, it's not subtle. No, I, I, I wouldn't mean, say. It, I mean, I wouldn't the, say it's subtle. No, it, it's just that it's not so overt. It's which yeah. okay, fine. It is subtle. It is subtle. Right. right. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take the L, the L on that one. Um, I mean, he still does the let's go thing. Yes, he, he still, still dances on the way to the ring. It's just more obnoxious now. Yes. So whereas before he turned it up to ten, now he turned it up to twelve. 13 or, or, or 13 it's, yeah it's, whatever it's ridiculous. you get the it's idea ridiculous. you get the idea yeah. he's he's turned up the obnoxious uh, the the being obnoxious in such a way that you just can't help but say god I want to punch this guy yep and the thing is this epi- on this episode of Smackdown he went on the deep end he went off on the deep end and in the match that he had with Randy and Shinsuke he actually low blowed a guy something I've never seen him do now you know Unprovoked, unprovoked, just pure heel tactics, low blow the guy for the win, get the Hiluva kick out of the way, win the match. And it was, you know, it's sur- it's a slightly surreal, but it's, at this point, you're like, well, if he's going to go that way, <sighs> you're assigned to it. Yeah, um, I, I, don't, I don't really know what, I mean, I guess, I guess you're trying to process your feelings. And sadly, I'm, I'm really enjoying the fact that he's effective as a heel. 
Like he's not even like Kevin Owens where see Owens people boo him out of respect. Yes. People are booing Sammy, period. Because they don't like him. Because yeah, they don't like him anymore. And like people are going, Sammy well, sucks. It's also it's also he he took pot shots at that Brian Daniel in Bryan Seattle. in Seattle. Yeah, so that kinda makes sense, right? But, Sa- and again I go back to sample size. This is small sample size. But he's doing very well, very, in, very in, in, well. in this limited sample size. And I love I love how he's just performing and getting those crowd reactions. And I think it's a testament to how Sami Zayn is more flexible than most people would have given him credit for. And at the same time, it's not it's not like how do you say this? In the we've we've addressed the whole it's not a full blown heel turn. No, it in is the a full traditional blown heel sense. Turn. In the traditional no, sense. No, no, he he is a he heel. He is a heel. He is a heel. But he didn't have to have that major Switch, right? He didn't have to. There was the a switch. major switch. He was insulting Daniel Bryan. He turned on the fans. There was a switch. What are you talking no, about? No, in his, in what? He didn't come out all angry, and we addressed it last week. Yeah, we yeah, we, we that, talked about that. that. That that type of he hasn't had that major flip of the switch. So you're saying he wasn't a Neville, where Neville used to be all smiley, smiley, yes. mighty mouse, and now he's he's Mad King. Yeah, right. He's oh, still yeah, because uh, I, I I think I'm going to go uh, to, to flesh that point out a little bit more. Mm. Not all heel turns have to be that way. It's just that we've been conditioned such that if someone has turned heel, they're automatically angry Angry. all the time. Like Eddie Guerrero, when he turned heel, he stopped smiling and just started getting all serious, right? Or someone like Goldust who stopped being silly and And started going on the offensive and and going crazy. But to go back to Sami Zayn, uh, Edge and Christian mentioned on their podcast uh, this past week when they interviewed Kevin Owens, now Sami is pretty much the Ricky Steamboat of this generation. And to, to have turned him heel this way was a really big coup. Yeah. On on their end, because I, I I was too young, obviously, to have watched Steamboat. Steamboat, yeah. And I'm also too young to understand the gravity of the of the analogy. Mm-mm. So all I really understand is he's the upper mid card guy who everybody loves, but always just fell short of the big one. Yeah. In many ways, Sami Zayn kind of does fit that archetype. And now that he's a heel, it really refreshes the character. And it now opens up that glass ceiling for him. I think I, I wouldn't think, go that I far think, yet, but I would say that he has a puncher's chance at the very least of breaking okay. through that gra- uh, that glass ceiling the way Kevin Owens did when he won the uh, universal, universal title. Champ. Yeah. Now I think the only analogy, you know, say on the same level in current wrestling is Hiroki Goto in New Japan. Now he's always he always comes so close, never wins the big one, but he does win some. He's still relevant. He still stays relevant. I think what makes Sammy different from Goto is that Goto is still relevant. Yeah. Right? And he, Sammy won, wasn't he won the never open weight championship, didn't he? Yeah. At, uh, yeah, at, this at, year. At Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's a big moment. Sammy hasn't had a WrestleMania moment. He has. He's never had a singles feud. And throughout his time on Raw post brand split, he was a Chihuahuap at best. Yep, at best. And so, it's been hard being a Sami Zayn fan up until this point. And it's that's why this weeks. is a good thing. That, that's why the, the turn has really done wonders for his career. Because uh, I'm, I'm not sure who said this. I think it was Shoemaker. Mm. Now, this could very well be a star-making role for Sami Zayn. And at the same time, and this is, this is the point that I just really need to make right now, is that he's still relatable. Eh? Yeah, he's absolutely. Still, you can still buy into him being the... The Syrian, you know, the guy who helps out the Syrian refugees out with his clinic and all that good shit. But you still see the character. You see the character more now being, how do you say this, in control of his life, as he liked to put it, Kanina. I would actually attribute it, sorry, to him. Go, go, go. 
to him being very smarmy. Kasi, Naturally smart. Yeah, it, it's it's natural. And I guess some of it is KO rubbing off on him. Yeah. But the way that he took real-life emo- emotions Mm-mm. from real-life experiences and just phrased it in such a way na, I don't give a shit and I will, uh, I will cut do you whatever. down. Yeah. I will <laughs> cut you down because you are a sellout, Daniel Bryan. Um, who hasn't... But like, like us people, I'm sure we know someone who we would have wanted to say those things to. Uh-oh. We had those experiences where we wanted to get these emotions out of the way. And Sammy, having gotten that out of his chest, uh, in, in the worst possible way, because he really did cut oh, to yeah. the core. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, w- it was a great manifestation of heel work. Mm. Uh, and it's not, you know, it's not something that, you, that we've been giving him credit for, but now he's. No, not, you know. We have been giving him we, credit since last week. You, we have on this podcast. As Why? General, Whose pulse do you check? Do you, do you have a pulse on like the entire IWC? No, no man. Oh, S- you can't speak for everyone else. Okay, let's stop there. Can't speak for everyone else. That, that's pretty unfair. It is. All right. Um, anything else on Sammy before we get to predictions? No, no man. Good? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Before we get to predictions, though, a uh, huge shout out to our friends from Yellow Cab for a Ooh. successful campaign launched Ooh. yesterday. Ooh. And if you haven't seen the commercial yet, I believe it's out on social media. The right ads now. on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I've seen it on YouTube. And it features all the influencers of the latest campaign, including Up Dharma Down. Uh, no, it's UDD now. Oh, sorry, UDD. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for correcting <laughs> me. Uh, Pepe Jokno was the director. He also directed the segment that we did for I know. For PWR. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I believe the president of Flip Top, his name is escaping Enigma. me now. Enigma. Enigma, thank Enigma. you. He's part of that as well. And of course, PWR, also part of that launch. So um, There's also like Sky Marines, uh, Tattoo Parlor, and some graphic t-shirts guys that, whose names escape me now. Yeah. So do check that out. And for anyone who's still wondering, yeah, the Yellow Cab sponsorship is legit. As There's a reason fuck. why Vendetta is presented or co-presented by Yellow Cab. So co-presented, presented by uh, co-presented. Okay. So so congratulations to to MDJ and the rest of the Yellow Cab group, and thank you for having us. It's uh, it, it's great to know that we have friends and allies in the corporate world. Hey. And that PWR is moving up in the world as well. So hey. Uh, First sponsored show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check out the videos. I, I'm sure the guys had a lot of fun filming it. And yes. you'll see you, you'll see some matches, you'll see some moves, some some cameos. Were you in Were you in the shoot? I was at the shoot. Yeah, you were at the, the shoot, shoot, right? So I I, the shoot. Uh, you would have probably seen Camus's head or like his back or some shit. Well, or not his, yet. His not chance, yet. the rapper cap. No, it was actually. What was I wearing that one? I'm wearing my Halloween cap on that one. Okay, whatever. Anyway, oh yeah, and you know, it's. I think the PWR exclusive one is coming out sometime after this podcast is released. So watch out for it. It should be coming soon. Yeah. Right. So, hashtag Fuel the Hungry if you want to check out everything related to that campaign on social media. Yes. Let's switch gears and talk about TLC. We've got only seven matches to predict, which is quite the relief. <laughs> it's not going to be... I don't think we're going to end up with seven matches by the end of the night. I think yeah, I guess. But at least it's not tables match, then a ladder match, and then a chairs match, and then a TLC match. Because by the end, by the main event, it's diluted because you've had all the stipulations... Used in some fashion right? Until you get to that point Right And then it's confusing For the guys And, and the, the women involved Because they'll have to Call dibs on certain spots Para hindi ulit Later on in the night Mm-mm. And we saw that last year right? yes. Becky and Alexa Had that tables match And then there was That ladder match 
I think it was Luke There's Harper a, and Dolph Ziggler, and then yes. there was a chairs match with Kalisto and Baron, Baron Corbin, Corbin, right? And then you had the TLC between with AJ Styles, Styles and, and Dean Ambrose, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, right. Um, I'm I'm not checking the browser right now because. Yeah. Uh, memory now, yeah, I'm I'm just going off of memory here. No, you know what? I've got the tab loaded up <laughs> on my phone. I might as well fucking load it. Find the history for 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tamaba. Yeah, the ladder match is the Miz and Dolph Ziggler, not Luke Harper. Yeah. Why the fuck is I thinking about Luke Harper? Chairs match, we got that right. Tables match, we got that right. Hey, AJ and Dean, we got that right too. Yeah, not bad. All right, not bad. Okay. So let's go through the list of this year's matches, starting off with the pre-show: Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox. Unless they're serious on Hi. rebooting Alicia Fox and making her more of uh, more of a threat, yes. this is a Sasha Banks win. Yes, has to be. Women's Championship: Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. Sorry, the Raw well, Women's, Women's Championship. Championship. Yeah, I think. Okay, this is my hot take. Yes, I will. I will weirdly put faith on Raw to not fuck Asuka up. Okay, that That's being said. Fine. That being said, that will require that they don't hotshot her to the title the way they did Bailey. Okay. Which means I am totally open to the possibility of a Mickey James win. To set up. To set up another heel stealing the title from her, whether it's Alexa again okay. or Nia Jax. Maybe a retooled Alicia Fox. Okay. Maybe a retooled Emma. I don't know. I, I don't know. Someone. Someone. Which eventually leads to Asuka being the champion by WrestleMania. After WrestleMania? At no, WrestleMania. by WrestleMania. Ah, okay, so going into WrestleMania. It's yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think six months, they can build that up well if they don't screw Asuka up the way they did Bailey last year. Or if somebody gets hurt. Or if, if somebody doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have a hot take here. I'm going to call for Mickey James to win. I can see that. And I will accept that. I will accept that. No, but what's your prediction? I don't know. No, no, no. My, my, my prediction, no, my prediction would be Mickey James because that... If you're playing that scenario out and I sort of like it, yeah, I agree. Mickey James. Balimbing I just made you buy into it. You did, you did. Because at the start, I was like, Alexa Bliss holds a little bit longer. Dude, she's held the title for six months. No, that's why. Just, oh, a, wait, li- no. just a little bit longer. No, sorry, sorry. Three it's months left. Yeah, yeah, she dropped it to Sasha. Right? Yeah. She holds it on a little bit longer to establish somebody else. And until you give that somebody else that moment. Hmm. Alright, uh, Asuka versus Emma, it's Asuka for sure. That's Asuka. Yeah. Kalisto, but I think, uh, I think this is going to be a good match from Asuka. It's not going to be a straight squash. I hope so, because it's on a fucking pay-per-view. Oh, we've seen worse. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Randy Orton and Rusev from uh, SummerSlam. <laughs> Alright, Kalisto and Enzo Amore for the Cruiserweight Championship. Kalisto, please, for the love of God, please. Please. You know what? Given the Cruiserweight booking, I think it's going to be Enzo. Because <sighs> by that point, they can always say, na, oh, I'm a champion again, but it's a different reign. So and then Neville comes back. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. If so ever, the, yeah, Neville comes back. Uh, re- Beats re- the living hero. shit out of him. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, well, that is if he comes back. Uh, okay, so Kaliso Kaho Enzo Mori. Yep. All right. Tag team match between the Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher versus Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan. This is interesting though that it's not on the pre-show. It's not on the pre-show. It's on the main show. I sort of want Team Cedric to win this one. Yeah, I think Team Cedric wins this too. Um, here's the thing about this pay-per-view which makes it really interesting. You have a loaded main event where you have eight top stars there, mm-hmm. which frees up the mid-card. Eight? Wait. Seven. Uh, plus uh, eight, eight, eight. Sorry, sorry. Plus Kane. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, eight. It's, it's eight. eight. it's eight. It's eight. You're right. Which frees up the card for two cruiserweight matches. 
and two, two women's, women's matches. matches. And so, no, think... sorry, three women's matches. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. It's Alicia, Sasha, Alexa, Mickey, and Asuka, Emma. Mm. When's the last time we've had three women's matches in one pay per view? And then two cruiserweights, pa. So, in a way, Raw is actually digging deep. But if you look at this card, Jason Jordan isn't in the mix. Matt Hardy isn't, isn't in the mix, mix. Oh. right? Elias isn't anywhere near here. The uh, good brothers, the aren't, good brothers aren't here either. Yeah. So, Who knows? Who knows? I like that the cruiserweights and the women are getting love because in previous pay per views, they're right? Oh. But I, I kind of feel bad for the good brothers and, and uh, Titus Worldwide, right? Yeah, Titus Worldwide. All these other guys. Right. So let's get to all right. Let's get to this one because uh, our our friend Redolero actually calls this the very first intergender interspecies match in the WWE with spiritual shenanigans featuring the demon and Sister Abigail. Eesh. First, I think this is just bullshit. This now. is a mess. I hate this. I, I, Can we just stop with it? Can we move the fuck on? I'm done. I checked out from the moment Finn <laughs> Balor appeared in Halloween face paint. I was like, okay, uh, I'm done. This jumped the shark. Officially jumped the shark. I mean, I, I mean, knew... It jumped the shark a month ago. It, I think it jumped the shark when Bray revealed himself to be Sister Abby. Yeah, and then Panda Makeup. Yeah. It's Panda Makeup, guys. I, Iona, um, I will say the demon wins just so it's over. I, know I, that... I, mean, I need a definitive ending to this. I know but that nobody... Not, what is it? A f- it's, yeah, it's a feud. It's obviously. a feud. It's, I mean, obviously but it's nobody a feud, in but management it's... gives a fuck about uh... Bray Wyatt, so... So Finn Balor's gonna win and Bray Wyatt is gonna get upset and like move to NJPW or some shit. I don't know. That I just would actually want this story, be the best case scenario. I just want this story to end for the love of all that is good. True. Alright, main event. The Shield versus the Five Heels. Uh, Braun Strowman, The Miz, Kane, Cesaro, and Sheamus in a 5-on-3 handicap tables, ladders, and chairs match. I have to ask the question to you, Stan. Do you think that The Shield are gonna pull a fourth guy? Just, just... No. No. They're not. So it's three... Because it's five on three. They've already established that it's going to be a handicap match. Okay. But, you know, nothing. No no shenanigans with this one. Five on three, straightforward. Undertaker's not coming out. No th- Undertaker's no retired, comes. What the hell? I'm just thinking. No, that, that, that's not going to happen. Okay. I say... Braun Strowman picks up the win for Team Miz. All right. That's fair. Um, I will say that the Miz's team also wins. I just don't care who picks up the win. But I think the Miz's team has to win. Because one, uh, if the Shield wins, then tapos na. Parina, reunion tour na lang to, literal. Uh, right? And they'll, they'll just run roughshod over everyone else that they'll run into. Hmm. Which will get boring in a month's time. Yeah. So I think the Miz's team has to win. We need to delay that gratifying moment where the shield comes out on top. Because fast forward the natin yung feud, eh. minadalina natin yung reunion nila. And then you fast forwarded the feud, ba? Right, Puchosha. So you know, we, uh, let's not do this. Let's not do this anymore. Let's not fuck it up, right? Yeah, um, I think the Mrs. team needs to win. If it set up, sets up a Survivor Series match, fine. Yeah. I just hope that it becomes fun and and that the shield pick two guys who. Uh, would be worthy of that spot. John Cena, maybe. Probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah. And and someone else? Yeah. Or throwing Samoa Joe? No, not really. No, not really. No, probably not. Probably not. But yeah, um, I, I want the Shield to lose here. That way, maawa pa tayo sa kanila. Yeah, and I want Roman to take the loss. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. 
<laughs> no, I need Roma to take the loss because this story has done well for uh, the other two. No, not for the other two. I mean, it's gone a long way towards legitimizing Roman as a babyface again. Because I'm angry with him. I'm not. And like, I found myself needing Seth and Dean to help Roman out. Which means that I am in Ro- on Roman's side. You're invested in him. Yes, that, that's the biggest takeaway. So Oof. for this investment yeah. to retain, or to, 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 to remain, to build, rather, to build, yeah. and to build even more, mm. I need to see Roman Reigns take the pinfall. Okay. Yeah. Right? I'm good with that. All right, we're good. I'm good with that. That's predictions. Yeah. But and do they turn this into a tables, ladders, and chairs match? Dude, it's already a TLC <laughs> match. You weren't fucking listening. What the hell was that? Was that? Was that? Was not. I, I was so concerned with the with the cane showing up that I'm just like, yeah, yeah you're even worse than Ro, who's like always on his phone when we're recording and just. I spaced out, man. I and yeah, out. he he also spaces out. And like <laughs> you, you're way worse, and that's saying something because I call him out like off mic all the time. It no, I will not shake your hand. You will you will take the L. I do take the L. All right, let us know what you think about uh, our predictions for TLC. You can hit us up. It's at Roe is War for Roe. Obviously, he didn't get to do predictions this week, but whatever. He might do it on Curious Cat if you ask him. Yeah, if you ask him there. At Kayvon Camus for this guy. At underscore Stancy for me. For the podcast, it's at DSGP Podcast on both Facebook and on Twitter. And well, we are two or three weeks away from Vendetta, which is happening November 5th. 5th of November. At, Easy to uh, remember. At, at the Power Max Center Spotlight. We're about to release some really sweet footage. Some Ooh. promo packages. Ooh, those are going to make it? Uh, which I've already uh, seen as of this morning. Nice, they are nice, badass to the nice, nth degree. Nice, I assure you, they'll nice, be really, really good. Nice. So, so watch out for those along nice. with the Yellow Cab campaign. So, um, MWF Balik Bayan. Yeah, that's, that, that's in mid-November. So we, uh, we'll probably have a chance to talk about that more as we go along. Um... If you happen to be in Singapore and listening to this on October the 20th, um, our girl Crystal is performing with SPW? Yeah, I think. SPW. Or, no, sing- yeah, we're totally bad we're at We're totally this. bad at this, but she's Wrestling performing. Wrestling Asia Reload. Wrestling Asia Reload on the same card as Pete Dunne for the Queen of Asia Championship. Yeah, yeah, the Queen of Asia Championship. Uh, she's trying to be the first one to hold that championship. Yeah, it is an SPW show. SPW show! Wrestling City Asia Reload. I, I don't know what drugs you're on because you're like way more hyper than you're supposed to be. It's the T. It's the T. So yeah, it's an SPW show. It's Wrestling City Asia Reload. And like Gama said, uh, Crystal will be on that card in a five-way match for the uh, Queen, Queen of, of Asia, Asia Championship or whatever Belt. it is. Yeah, yeah. And Pete Dunn's going to be part of the show. So if you're there, uh, let us know. Take pictures. Let us know how Crystal does. Let us know how Pete Dunn was. And uh, shout out to all the people in SPW for making this happen. And all the best to everyone involved. Yup. So that Picks. brings us to the end of our podcast, which means it's pick of the week time. Picks. All right, I'm going to start Picks. this week because you, you took dibs last week. Yeah. I am going to take the Gift of the Gods ladder match Ooh. between Ooh. Pentagon Dark, who won the championship, and Son of Havoc. Which that was really that fun. That was wild. That was yeah. wild. I mean, it wasn't w- as wild as Hell of War. Oh, but... But but for what it was, Gift of the Gods is pretty Pentagon. fun. Yeah, and finally Pentagon has a championship. It's I'm, nice. I'm kind of okay with Pentagon winning over Son of Havoc. But no, there is no but. I'm no. fine. Okay, <laughs> great showing from Son of Havoc. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, really, really good stuff uh, from Lucha Underground. And uh, their season finale is coming up this week. It's a two-hour show. 
with only three matches. So it's a steel cage match between Matanza or Kuya Jeff and El Dragon Azteca Jr. And then you have the three-way gauntlet yes. match. Or, or three-way three match for match the gauntlet. Between uh, Min Muertes, Cage, and Jeremiah Crane. And then you have the career versus title match between Johnny Mundo and Prince Puma. Yeah. Notice, notice that Rey Mysterio is nowhere on the card, by the way. Yep. So I hope he somehow plays into all of this. It should be fun. It should yeah. be fun. I mean, the whole Ultima Lucha 3 has been fucking trip. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been a fucking trip the past few weeks. So do catch that one. I'm um, kind of sad it has to end, but I'm also kind of happy because... Hey, uh, that frees up my Thursday by having one less show to watch. True, true. Anyway, so your my pick, pick of, the week. of the week is a non-WWE pick, and I think it's the first time we've both not had WWE picks at the end. Pretty sure this has happened before, mm. like on a Wrestle Kingdom weekend or something. Ah, well, the Wrestle Kingdom weekend was anyway. Never mind. Um, this my pick this week is Hiromu Takahashi versus Marty Skrull at. Uh, what is this? War of the Worlds, Chicago. Great show. Do catch as much of it as you can. But then this was is this for just, a championship. No, it was just the two of them dicking around. Seeing heel. <laughs> no, seriously, because I, I don't uh, follow no, our weight. Um, so. Marty Skrull was more of the heel in this match because. Uh, Wait, Hiromu, so Hiromu is a face? Hiromu can come out as a face when he uses Daryl, mm. who just got married, and it was it was more. Yeah, there were more jokes, Daryl. <laughs> There were more jokes in in this match than they should have had, but great match all all around. Na parang you don't see the comedy stuff out of Marty Skrulls as much as he used to, but in this match masaya siya panorin. And Hiromu is great matchup against him, so do try and catch that. The entire War of the Worlds tour of ROH, parang I think how many shows did they have? They had like three weeks worth of shows. Very good, very successful, and. Um, good gauge for how much ROH can draw moving forward. Alright, thank you very much for that quick ROH update. Yeah! And that is the end of the podcast for this week. Thanks so much for, for staying by, uh, until this part. If you have made it this far into the podcast, do click uh, review. Let us know what you think or give us feedback on Facebook and on Twitter. You know where to find us, right? Subscribe to the podcast, man. Yeah, that, that really, really helps. Believe us. So, on behalf of Romaran, who is under the weather, and Raf Kamos, who is higher than a monkey on cocaine, my name is <laughs> wow. Stan C, and we are out of here. Peace. Peace out. Sit down. Be humble. Glorious. No, I won't give in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.